the name of sanity is a top Catholic app doing employing abortions poster boy. This is Fiorella de Maria bringing you the early show all the way from a freezing cold and slightly frosty England. Should I say anything on the program that strikes a chord, interests you or heaven help me, causes you to choke on your pineapple granola? Please let me know. As always, our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Oh dear, oh dear. This is going to be a really difficult one. Right, where do we start? As many of you know, I really, really like the Hallo app. I love Father Mike Schmitz's uh, Bible in a Year, Catechism in a Year. It had a very positive impact on my faith. I initially used to listen to Father Mike via his website, the Ascension Press website, but this year I downloaded the Hallow app and I encouraged everyone to do the same. It seemed to me this was a really wonderful resource for Catholics and those interested in the Catholic faith. I had some scruples over the fact that a lot of Hallow's content is behind a paywall. I think it is quite unethical, in fact, if not, yeah, may I say immoral, to expect people to pay to pray. It seems to me to be completely wrong. However, on the grounds that at least some of the content was available for free, I let that one go. Imagine my shock the other day when on my one of my social media accounts, an advert popped up for Hallow's Advent content with Liam Neeson in a starring role. What on earth is Hallow doing using Liam Neeson to promote the app when he was the poster boy for abortion in Ireland? He lent his name and his pouting face to the abortion campaign in Ireland. He was, I would say, instrumental in bringing abortion to Ireland. His support counted for a lot. He used his popularity. He used his so-called Catholicism, though he himself has admitted that his Catholicism, his faith has waned over the years. He used those things to convince the Irish people that this was a matter of justice for women, that women were dying, were suffering as a result of Catholic teaching. He even went so far as to give his voice to a despicable anti-Catholic advert called Chains. I mean, it's I find it just incredible. If you if you actually can bring yourself to watch the advert chains, it was an Amnesty International advert with images of old churches and crosses, a lot of crosses, with Liam Neeson in the background saying, a ghost is haunting Ireland, a cruel ghost from the last century, 
blindly causing suffering to women. It was absolutely disgraceful. It put forward an entirely false narrative that a lot of people bought because Liam Neeson is a very convincing gentleman. And I simply cannot understand. I, I, I cannot understand what Hallow think they're doing. I mean, I wasn't just angry when I realised. I was really upset, and I'm not the only person who is very upset about this. It has caused a great deal of hurt and distress to Catholics all over the world, particularly in Ireland. You know, Irish pro-lifers who had to you know, walk the streets, knocking on the doors, getting spat on, getting things thrown at them, getting physically and verbally abused, being called murderers, being called woman-haters because of the likes of Liam Neeson, and now being expected to come closer to Christ, listening to Liam Neeson reading from Scripture. For many of us, the sound of his voice will only ever be a reminder of that terrible, terrible event. His face reminds me of the abortion referendum and the lies that he put his name to. And that Hallow think it is justifiable to have him as their poster boy, I just find absolutely incomprehensible. I cannot understand how they think this is justifiable. Maggie's saying, oh, and he's also a major anti-Second Amendment guy, all while making millions from his movies in which he always uses a gun. He isn't a devout Catholic, but he's used that faith to convince young people to vote to abort their babies. Horrible man. He is, I mean, what he said, and what, uh, Denise, I'm saying disheartened to hear that. I've always liked him. Um, Joe, London, UK, Ferrelli, you're giving the King Dude competition or complimentary partnership with your Irish accent. I'm sorry to anyone from Ireland listening. I'm not taking the mick out of your accent. I'm just, it, it was more, it, oh, just, it, it was such an awful advert. I'm really sorry. Um, it, was, it was just, it was the worst kind of anti-Catholic bigotry. It was, it was all that, that false narrative that has absolutely crushed the Catholic faith in Ireland over the years, in recent years, all concentrated into one really nasty advert, you know, written by a man who boasted about having his baby aborted and voiced by a man who now apparently is promoting a Catholic app. You know, it just, it goes beyond anything anything comprehensible comprehensible i actually hoped i hoped when i realized it was liam neeson part of me wondered if he'd repented i had this the sudden moment of hope could he possibly have have repented no he he is he has never stepped away from that um from his position and not just pro-abortion activism he also went after catholic schools at one point as far as i remember actually don't quote me on that one maybe he he did this um, he did an advert for integrated schooling, which is basically a way, way of saying no faith schools, as far as I can make out. It's just a, it's a polite way of saying don't have Catholic and Protestant schools anymore. Um, but that's that's a different issue because I know the situation in Northern Ireland is different. But on abortion, he's unequivocal. The 
CEO of Halo, Alex Jones, has defended this move, saying the company is proudly pro-life and the choice to partner with Neeson was based on the actor's ability to bring to life the writings of C.S. Lewis in a new way. He said that Hallow's goal is to reach out to folks who've fallen away in the same way that I once had and to invite them into a relationship with Christ. It often means partnering with non-traditional partners and people from different backgrounds. He said, okay, first of all, before, before I go on to the absolutely ludicrous thing that came next, first of all, this is not an actor Oh, Maggie saying, you're correct, Fiorella Fice, he did praise the integration of Catholic schools, he did that in 2021. Because I remember at the time thinking, oh look, I wonder what other Catholic institutions going to pop, have a pop at this time. Um, but this is not the case of an actor who may not be in sympathy with some Catholic teachings. Sure, I understand when you're employing actors, you can't sort of, you, you can't necessarily expect them to be in line with absolutely everything you're using them as an actor. This is a man who has been involved in specifically anti-Catholic activism, who has campaigned actively and successfully, might I add, against the church's teachings. This is not an actor who happens to be in quiet disagreement with some of the church's teachings. This is a man who has made it his business to attack the church. It is not the same thing at all. Not the same thing, and Hallow is being completely dishonest by making it out that it is, that they're just employing an actor. That is not the way any of us are seeing it. Alex Jones went on to say, listen to this, brace yourselves, we prayed deeply through this decision and consulted heavily with our advisors and added that he strongly believes this is what God is calling us to do. There we are. God has called Hallow to use an abortion activist in their work. You, you have it from Alex Jones himself. God is calling Hallow. What on earth are they thinking? I just, I cannot understand how they can say this, it, it just, they admit, Alex Jones admits, said we've received a lot of feedback, uh, many folks really excited and many understandably upset, hurt or confused. Mm -mm, that's not good enough. If you, if you really understand why people are hurt or confused, then you need to think very, very carefully about what you have done. There is such a thing as causing scandal. There's such a thing as demoralizing the faithful. It's just, it, this is wrong in every sense of the word. There is no justification for what they have done. My only hope, my only hope is that his contact with the team at Hallow might make Liam Neeson think twice about his own beliefs and his own actions. Um, he says uh, the Hallow app is a great prayer meditation app. Its content is pretty incredible, presumably including all the content about you know why abortion is wrong, Liam. Um, so I've partnered together with Hallow for this project to help guide folks through some beautiful meditations, and it'll be an honour to journey through them with the community on the app. You can take that journey on your own, Liam. 
and I don't want you to guide me through any meditations. Thanks very much. Because all I will ever remember is your voice pleading with the Irish public to kill its own children. And I do blame Hallow very much. A very, very tiny part of me when I realised, of course, there was no chance that he changed his mind, was that Hallow didn't know. Maybe they were just living in some kind of a bubble and did not appreciate Liam Neeson's role in the abortion referendum. But reading that response from Alex Jones, it is very, very obvious they knew exactly what they were doing and are going so far as to say that God is telling them to do this. Um, there we are. Um, Dr. Torres in the chat room, woke yesterday morning with a scratchy throat, woke today with a full-on cold. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Torres, it's horrible. Hope you're better soon. Um, Denise, expecting a lot of pain this morning from my knee replacement. Experiencing a lot of pain this morning from my knee replacement. I'm really sorry about that, Denise. Is your doctor looking after you? They, sh they should be keeping you comfortable. Um, I hope, hope they're able to help you because knee pain is horrible. It's really unpleasant. Um, Joe, uh, London, UK. Liam Neeson is a vile and violent attention seeker trying to push his sense of justice, especially when it comes to abortion. He feels the unborn babies die so mothers can be free. It's as perverse as he is. He's a bit of a racist to boot. It would not surprise me if he attends black masses. Uh, Jacqueline saying, first of all, let me say, um, it's absolutely reprehensible. However, if you want to play devil's advocate, perhaps the idea that God could actually use someone like this in spite of himself is ironic. God does make good things come out of bad things. Maybe this could cause his conversion period, which would undermine everything he did before. Of course, it's all very unlikely. Well, I hope you're right, Jacqueline. And that is my only hope, is that just perhaps if Liam Neeson is comfortable putting his face to a Catholic app, is there something going on in his own soul? And might it lead to his conversional reversion, if you like? It would be truly beautiful if he did convert, if he did repent of what he's done. He cannot undo the harm. The unborn babies who have died and are dying and will die as a result of that despicable campaign. But great good has been done in the past by people who have converted. Look at Bernard Nathanson, how instrumental he was in really mobilising the pro-life movement. I, I know what they said about Bernard Nathanson was he's part, he's, he's, he's taking the first steps with us in the long road back. He took America on the path of abortion. He's now part of that long road back. So who knows? But um, all I can say is this morning, normally I always listen to Father Mike uh, at least once a day. I'm going through the catechism in a year. I couldn't. I couldn't open the, I couldn't bring myself to open the app. I couldn't bring myself to switch on catechism in the year. I'm not sure I ever will again. Um, I am thinking quite seriously about deleting the app and I was contemplating subscribing I will not do so and I am going to actively discourage anyone who is subscribed to Hallow to unsubscribe there needs to be pushback against this Hallow needs to deal with what it's done because it's doing so much good work 
I really do believe Hallow is helping a lot of people. It has helped me. But the devil sees an opportunity, and I'm afraid that he has seen an opportunity here, causing confusion, causing distress. So, yes, I do hope Alex Jones and Father Mike Schmitz and all the people on the advisory board are going to think very, very carefully about those hurt, distressed, upset, confused people who are writing to them and appreciate that putting out a frankly ludicrous self-important statement is not going to help. People are, people are not angry, they are hurt. And Hallow needs to think about that. It's 26 minutes past the hour. You are listening to The Early Show with your hostess, Fiorella de Maria, your freezing cold hostess, Fiorella de Maria. If you have missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast, same day from crusademax.com. And it's that time of year to have a merry and manly Christmas, to take part in the contest to get your tickets and get the chance to win one of over $5,000 worth of prizes, go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary. Listen out for the soundbite and call in. Please do. Yes, we are talking about Hallow's decision, the, the Catholic app Hallow, and their decision to use Liam Neeson as part of their Advent meditations. Liam Neeson is unashamedly pro-abortion and was uh, very heavily involved in the campaign, the referendum to legalise abortion in Ireland. Um, he's He voiced a viciously anti-Catholic advert. I was talking to an Irish priest this morning and the word he used was despicable. He said what he did was despicable. Um, and understandably, this has caused a great deal of distress um, Dr. Torres, this is some heavy stuff for a Friday when I'm at home sick in bed. I'm sorry, Dr. Torres. I like to keep Friday light, but I just felt this is so significant. I couldn't let it go this morning because, yes, I, I really do believe when when something is doing, something or someone is doing a great deal of good, then the devil does try to attack. And I think the distress and confusion this is causing it needs to be addressed. I, and I'm I, I'm just I'm so upset about this happening because precisely because the Halo app is wonderful, I've I've I, I really have benefited from it spiritually. Um Lady Bell, I mean, is saying perhaps they did hear someone telling them to use Liam Neeson, but I don't think it was God. Yes, that that was almost Yeah, um Yes, it was um one of those, what do you say? Sorry, I'm getting confused because Joe London UK is up, up, up to something. Fiorelli, you've not mentioned that it's freezing here in the UK and my main heating boiler has packed up and now going to tackle it with frozen fingers while you talk about that foul creature. It is freezing. It's, sorry, did I not mention it is freezing in England? It snowed lightly yesterday, but my children were deeply disappointed. It didn't settle. It was just a light flurry of snow. And oh, yes, it is cold. I have a new hat which is making the cold a lot easier to bear. But yes, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you in a fleece jacket and a hoodie blanket um, to keep out the cold. And we do, in fact, have the heating on, but it is just really, really freezing. Uh, so I don't know if it's actually going to properly snow so that the children can go sledging, but I'm rather hoping it doesn't because 
It's the ice show next week. Hey, Joe, London, UK, could you please check your WhatsApp messages? Thank you. Um, yes, we, we had a bad start to the morning anyway. My son fell on the ice and banged his head, the ice rink, that is, um, and banged his head and is now um, recovering from his massive headache. So say a little prayer for Nicholas, please. Um, Dr. <laughs> um, Dr. Torres is saying, instead of talking Liam Neeson, why not talk Lime Nissans? Um, anyway, you're getting some sympathy with your about your boiler, Joe. It's seriously, it is awful when a boiler breaks down in cold weather. It's really, really awful. It just you feel the cold everywhere. You can sort of feel it seeping into your marrow. Um, Philip is saying, "Wow, it seems typical of all levels of the church these days. So confusion, and then gaslight people who complain." Yeah, that that's the thing. But I sort of felt this was you know it was outside all the church leadership politics i thought you know there is a lime nissan okay i never thought there was such a car thank you dr torres um maggie saying oh you crack me up we need we need a bit of comedy okay okay it's all getting a bit heavy so it is also national pie day today so why don't you just post pictures of your favorite pies in the chat room let's talk food um God told them to use a lime Nissan, not Liam Neeson. They just had wax in their ears. Yeah, absolutely. Nice lime Nissan. Very good. Um, Dr. Troy's mum always said I was a clown. Well, there you go. There's, clowns are great. You're one of the few clowns I'm not afraid of. Don't, I'm not, actually, I'm not afraid of clowns. I just don't like them. Is anyone else like that? The creepy makeup? <laughs> um but yes, Dr. Torres, please keep clowning around in the chat room, particularly when we're dealing with a subject like this. National Pie Day, come on, roll up, roll up in clown. Um, oh, Dr. Torres saying, do cobblers count as pies? Oh, I thought they were more like cakes, actually. Oh, oh can, we have, can we have an argument about food? Just to draw our attention away from the really big row going on in uh, Catholic media this morning. Is a cobbler a pie or a cake? Answers in the chat room. I think it's a cake myself. Sorry. Um, how about a a lime pie on the subject of limes? I'm very fond of pies. Savoury pies, sweet pies. Yes, I could talk about pies. That's absolutely fine. Um, Paul, see, I would put cobblers in with pie. Um, well, would you say, would you though, with pie? Mm, cake, pie, cake. Mm, okay, well, I, I can stand corrected. Um, I had a nasty moment, actually, when you said, do cobblers count as pies? Because cobblers has quite a few different meanings in British English. It could be the person who mends your shoes. It can also be, it mean rubbish. If someone's talking cobblers, um, it literally means they're talking. So it's not a very polite way of saying it. But yes, like Liam Neeson talks cobblers about abortion. There we are. Um, aha. Key lime pie. Dr. Torres said, I mentioned key lime pie yesterday. Maggie is telling us that the King Dude used to make key lime pies with the girls. Um, Paul C. likes fruit and pastry. Fruit and pastry is pie. But cobblers don't have cobblers don't have pastry, do they? I thought they have a kind of cakey mixture. Maybe we are thinking about a different dish. This is quite possible. Um, Denise, um, I'm just boring. Apple pie with ice cream for me. Oh, I think apple pie is the best. It is the proto pie. Apple pie. 
best of all apple and blackberry pie in the autumn, preferably apples from your own tree and blackberries from the brambles at the bottom of your garden. And I wouldn't have it with ice cream, though. I would have it with custard. That's the way we have it. Okay, nice, hot, sweet, vanilla-flavoured custard. There we are. That would be my ideal pudding. Anyway, we have, on that slightly more comforting note, we need to go to an ad break. You are listening to the early show all the way from freezing cold England. Our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Do talk to me. Do join the conversation. We'll continue in a few moments here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. I met a girl who sang the blues And I asked her for some happy news But she just smiled and turned away I went down to the sacred store Where I'd heard the music years before But the man there said the music wouldn't play in the streets the children screamed The lovers cried and the poets dreamed But not a word was spoken The church bells all were broken And the three men I admire most The Father, Son and the Holy Ghost They caught the last train for the coast those of you catching the show's rebroadcast at midday for those of you just joining us you are listening to the early show with your hostess from across the pond Purella de Maria our call in telephone number is 844-527-8723 that's 844-527-8723 and the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat do talk to me, do join the conversation as you enjoy an abstemious Friday morning breakfast. You can't blame me for giving you bad news. Do not shoot the messenger. Though I quite like that song, for what it's worth. That's American Pie, isn't it? Um, oh, it's not. you're not having a dig at me over bad news. It's because it's pie and it's National Pie Day. Sorry, I'm a bit slow on the uptake this morning. Um, if you have missed the first segment, never fear. You can get the whole of the early show as a podcast same day from crusademax.com. And it is also that time of year for to have a merry and manly Christmas, to get tickets, to take part in the contest and get the chance to win one of over $5,000 worth of prizes. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash merry. Listen out for the soundbite and call in. We have been talking about Hello App and their incomprehensible decision to have Liam Neeson leading their Advent meditations this year. However, it is also National Pie Day, and I did think maybe we should start talking about food. Before I go into spontaneous human combustion, let's talk food. And I was asking, is a cobbler a pie or a cake? And in fact, I thought it was a cake, but the picture 
Maggie has put in the chat room does look to me very like a pie. That's a berry cobbler. So I think, in fact, um, what I understand to be a fruit cobbler is a bit different to what you think is a fruit cobbler. I've always understood a cobbler to be a kind of cake, almost like an upside down pudding. So, um, so no, I'm prepared to concede that across the Atlantic, a cobbler is a pie. There, we've we've come to a decision about something this morning. Dr. Torres, no bake lime pie. All you need is a graham cracker crust, frozen fruit concentrate of your choice, and a large tub of cool whip. Then freeze it to let it set. Oh, so is that really a pie? Well, I suppose lemon meringue pie is like that, and that's, it's called a pie, isn't it? I always think then in that case a cheesecake would be a pie, but we always call it a cake. I suppose it doesn't have a layer, an extra layer on the top to seal it, does it? There we go. Oh, what is this, Dr. Torres? This is potato salad. Okay, is this what you're having for lunch? All of it. Southern style, of course, which means it has a little sweetness to it. Got to add sugar. Yes. Dr. Torres, for once, I agree with you. This is absolutely great music. I like American Pie. Though, did you know there is a Star Wars alternative? There are Star Wars alternative words. It's like, bye, bye, there's this Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later, but he's just a small fry. He, he left his home and kissed his mummy goodbye and said, I'm off to be a Jedi. Try, try singing those words to American Pie. You will find it fits perfectly. Lots of lovely food. Okay, thank you. Hot water cornbread. Well, Dr. Torres, I've never come across that before. Yes, Jacqueline saying, okay, is that song in reference to the app or is it in reference to apple pie um maggie saying national pie day i thought it was the sort of there's no bad news and everyone's really sad and that i was lowering the tone but no it is pies we are talking about today oh philip what's turkey pot pie this is more like it isn't it forget liam neeson and um and all of that let's talk pies uh paul you have a selection of favorite pies chocolate coconut or banana cream pie yum anything with cream is great dr torres is saying the way i do a peach cobbler is kind of cakey okay um philip saying no need to argue just go with a gobbler pie Ah, Maggie is saying cobbler is sometimes described as a kind of fruit pie, but strictly speaking, the two are different. Pies are made with pastry rather than biscuit batter, and they are fully encased with a crust at the top and the bottom, while cobblers typically only have a topping. Right, I think this is what was tripping me up. The King Dude says, My, my daughter and I saw Don McLean live in Houston in January 2016. This was, of course, the last song he played, and it was just him, no band, just him and an acoustic, and it was epic. Yes, it's really beautiful. It's, it's actually beautiful. There we are. I've said it, King Dude, a song you have chosen that I have described as beautiful. There we go. Uh, Lady Bell, I mean, anyone got a good recipe for a good coconut custard? Ooh. I've never tried coconut custard. That's interesting. My children don't like coconut very much, so I don't usually cook with it very, uh, very not very often anyway. But um, I, I personally love coconut. I like cooking with coconut milk if I can. Now, Jacqueline's saying a cobbler uses cake, not a crust. So, in fact, it is a cake. So I was right all along. There we are. There was me conceding the point. The King Dude thing, it's a bad news cheer up and have pie song. There we are. Pie is an answer to quite a few of the world's problems, I'm sure. Um Lady Bella, I mean, saying, I love Weird Al songs in 
Farrelly, yes, that is a weird alley song. Okay, the, the American Pie spoof, it's called The Saga Begins, if anybody's looking for it. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't dream it. I, I, I first heard it when I was a student. We were having our chaplaincy, our Catholic chaplaincy Christmas party, and someone sang it, and they put, you know, a, what do you call it, flashcards up so everyone could join in. And it was at that stage of the party where the next day I did wonder if I might have had a bit too much mulled wine and dreamt it. There we go. Um Denny Sam saying, I'm jealous, King Dude. I'd love to see him sing that live. Yes, that, that would be quite incredible. Well, my my sister went to see um Simon and Garfunkel, Paul Simon, doing his last concert. Um, and she said that was in London, so that was really special. Gosh, look at that. Philip, I that is quite a pie. Mile high apple pie. Wow. That's that's a big pie. There's a lot of apples in there. Dr. Torres, I don't know how many people like Johnny Mitchell, but she's back after having survived a brain aneurysm in 2015. Voice is as smooth as a good cognac. Also, my late cat was named... Is it Johnny, Michael, or Joni? Jo jo Michael. Is it Joni Mitchell or Johnny Mitchell? There we are. Um, I've never actually been to a pop concert in my entire life, but there we go. It sounds like... If I picked the right singer, it would be fun. Okay, why don't we move on? I feel like I feel like relating something really silly just to um, to lighten the tone a bit, even further than a pie can. Though, oh, Remnant eighteen oh three saying Lady Bellarmine and I saw Weird Al live. The comedian Emo Phillips opened for him. Was a fun night. That's, I would love to see a comedian live. I've never actually se seen a stand-up comic live because I gather it's just so much funnier because you, you just get the atmosphere and everything, you know, and, and the reactions of all the other people. There's a, there's a whole there's a whole lift to the to the whole entertainment, which you don't get quite so much when you're watching it on the television. Philip, old tasty pies, best French meat pie. There's a pound of minced beef in there. That looks good. Oh, and and uh, minced pork. Gosh, there we go. That does look really good. Um, Denise um, saying, used to love Johnny Mitchell back in the day. Long, oh, Joni Mitchell. Okay, gotcha. Um, Philip, my favourite. Andre, I had a satisfactory vi uh, visit with an osteopathic doctor yesterday. Thank you for all your prayers and concerns. Oh, that's really good to hear, Andre. I hope you will finally be able to get better and get the treatment you need. The King Dude, at that Don McLean concert, Judy Collins was the opening act and she ended with Send in the Clowns. Oh, I love that song. Gosh, you really had quite an evening, didn't you, King Dude? Just trying to make me jealous. Denise, um, I make that French meat pie often. My husband's family's Canadian. There we are. Dr. Torres, oh, is that your cat? Oh, that's a lovely cat. It's pictures of animals is always good as well. Pictures of pies, pictures of animals, preferably not animals in pies. Um, but I suppose that's what we've just seen with the French meat pie, haven't we? Dr. Torres, there's Joni Mitchell, April 2008 to November 2022. Oh, this is your cat. This is cat Joni Mitchell. Oh, that's lovely. 
I'm not really a cat person, but it looks like a lovely, lovely cat. Okay. It is 52 minutes past the hour. You are listening to The Early Show with your hostess, Fiorella de Maria, your very cold hostess, wrapped up warm in hoodie blankets. If you have missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast, same day from crusademax.com. We have been talking about the Hello app and its decision to use Liam Neeson in its Advent meditations with all the baggage he comes with. And it's also National Pie Day, so forget Liam Neeson. Let's talk pies. And it's also that time of year to have a merry and manly Christmas. To get tickets and take part in the contest to get the chance to win one of over $5,000 worth of prizes, go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary, listen out for the soundbite and call in. Um, there's a lot of talk about music going on in the chat room if you're just joining us because uh, I admitted to liking the intro music for once. This is such a huge momentous event that it's being talked about. Um, Jacqueline said we went to grad night at Disney back in the 80s and Weird Al opened for Night Ranger. Jacqueline saying, uh, Denise M saying, oh, Dr. Torres, Kitty reminds me of my pretty who went to Kitty Heaven, pretty eyes, full name. Oh, there we are. We all miss our pets, don't we? You know, they all have a special pl place in our hearts. Okay. Some more um, interesting things that happened on this day. Let's look at a few, a few anniversaries. On this day, just in case you find it difficult being a Catholic today, on this day in 1581, Edmund Campion and three other Jesuits were martyred. He was tried uh, on a charge of treason for promoting the Catholic faith and was hanged, drawn and quartered in London. He was hanged with another great Jesuit martyr who was one of the few who never broke at all under torture. Um, it's also the birth, the anniversary of the birth in 1761 of Madame Tussaud, Madame Marie Tussaud, who was a Swiss-born French waxworks modeler. She toured Britain in 1800 with the death masks she'd made from several famous severed heads during the French Revolution. And she ended up setting up a permanent exhibition in London, which is now Madame Tussauds, the famous Waxworks Museum. That is the uh, background to Madame Tussauds. It was literally Madame Tussauds and her really grisly trophies of the revolution. It is also the anniversary of the day in 1887 when Sherlock Holmes made his first appearance. Beaton's Christmas annual went on sale with A Study in Scarlet by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, which introduced the world to Sherlock Holmes. There we go. Something good happened today. This is going to make you all laugh a lot, though. No, let's, let's do something heartwarming before the gigglesome story. On this day in 1990, Britain and France were joined geographically for the first time in thousands of years as the last wall of rock separating two halves of the Channel Tunnel were removed. It was actually quite a beautiful moment. Um, you see, uh, you, you actually, they captured the moment on television. You see the workmen 
bashing through the rock face and suddenly this big hole and one of them crawled through and the Frenchman and the Englishman shake hands. And that's the moment, the first time in thousands of years when two people were able to meet together, you know, without, without being on a boat. It, it, was, it, was, it was a nice moment. I know there was a lot of controversy about the Channel Tunnel at the time, but I think generally speaking, it's a good idea. But OK, here's the Snigger Fest. In 2013, official industry figures showed that some of Britain's biggest wind farms were at times taking electricity out of the national grid to run basic power supplies on site, rather than actually supplying electricity to households. That's it. Renewable energy sources, wind farms, were costing electricity rather than producing it. As you can imagine, this caused a fair amount of hilarity and argument, and probably still will. More pies in the chat room. This is good. Oh, oh Denny Sam said, I saw Jimi Hendrix live. Um, Dr. Torres, that's pie. Lots of lovely pie. This is apple pie. This looks like apple pie. Dutch style apple pie. One of my favourites. Now, interestingly, that uh, that style of pie looks a little bit more like... Um, it, it looks a little bit more like our apple crumble. There's something about the the, the texture of the crust. Uh, crumbles are a particularly British dessert because during the war there was a shortage of butter and fat. So because it was difficult to make pastry, they made crumble instead because it just it takes a lot less fat. There we go. Speaking of wax, I saw these Brits going through a wax museum. Funniest thing ever. Jacqueline, grandbabies and godbabies get to open up their first chocolate in their advent calendar today. That's good news. I tell you something. Our lovely friend, our lovely wealthy friend, sent us, each, each member of my family, a Hotel Chocolat advent calendar. So every morning during advent, I get a little taste of heaven. They are truly wonderful chocolates. Yeah. Um... Philip saying, shocking, windmills don't make enough power. I know. And if they don't make enough power in Britain and it gets very, very windy here, I think it's probably a bit of a lost cause elsewhere. Paul C saying, I love the pies with crumble on them. I just, it's, it's wonderful. There's something about the texture and it's the sweetness and everything. It's just wonderful. Um, Dr. Torres, if you've not seen this and want a good laugh, watch the trio go through a wax museum in Poland somewhere. I mean, why do the wax figures look nothing like the real people? Oh, I, I, I couldn't work out what the gag was. Okay, I will see this. Um, I will see this afterwards. Okay, um, I think, I think, in fact, I've seen it before. But, gosh, I'm now feeling hot, which is most annoying. Okay, Philip is saying, I'm so close to buying myself a whiskey, a whiskey sampler advent calendar this year. Yes, I don't know. What do people think about these sort of speciality advent calendars? You know, a tea for every day, a, um, a bath bomb for every day. Are we losing the point? Um, I mean, part of me thinks it's, it's all right. But I wonder whether we, you know, some of these some of these advent calendars cost hundreds of pounds. These luxury advent calendars with, you know, gems in them and things you know are we losing the plot um i think in terms of philip in terms of buying yourself a whiskey sampler 
I suppose it depends whether you feel the urge to drink it first thing in the morning or whether you can last the whole of the day. We'll forgive you there. if you miss um, the latest Mike Church I'd show. Imagine, but will you I was about to forgive say, you? Are there really Whatever it is you're doing, weekday mornings, if it's not listening to I the king of? dude, of course there are. it needs to stop. Okay. The Mike Can Church I tell show a silly story? I feel like telling a silly to story to make up for the rather the harsh Channel. start. You won't hear anyone singing about this boat drinks or cheeseburgers, but you might just learn something that helps Four you get men. to paradise. You know, the Are one with angels and perpetual light. Catch all new episodes of Parrot Talk with Mike Parrot, Tuesdays at 11 East and 8 yeah. West, and Good always morning, streaming at crusadechannel.com. Talk radio the way it should be. If you're looking for Festivus or Kwanzaa Greens, you're on the wrong channel. This is the Veritas Radio Network. Praying you have a blessed, safe, and peaceful And with transferring criminal property and conspiracy to do the same. The following is an original presentation of the Crusade Channel. It has to be said, it was ripped out of a stately home. Um, back the in Crusade Channel presents the greatest radio Michael dramas Jones, of all time. We hope you enjoy Sheen, our exclusive digitally restored stereo version of A Tale of Two Cities, of starring Ronald Coleman and Edna Best. And yeah, now, right. enjoy this exclusive radio event and have a blessed Thanksgiving weekend from there the only new old media well. outlet you'll ever need. What happened the Crusade was, Channel. It's actually an art piece, Lux believe it or not. Hollywood. Um, Solid Gold is called Entitled America. There's part of an exhibition by Italian conceptual artist Maurizio Catalan, valued at six the million dollars. Theater brings you Ronald Coleman and the Edna idea Best was in a tale of two cities. That this is an interactive. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to say take a serious. It's an interactive art piece. To avoid Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. It's only been on show for two days it before it disappeared. Since it was, it was of course, plumbed of in, since it was a functioning It was the age loop, of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It caused flooding it when the, the pipes were hope. severed and it caused damage the to the 18th despair. century stately home in so Woodstock, Oxford. The world as it was in the time of I don't know how I feel about this. I just think there was something cities. so incredibly pretentious and silly about an artwork is that the best is of times a solid gold toilet and with a title like that that I almost feel like it was asking to be pinched, but I'm just trying to imagine how you feel well, you know, on your first right day in prison. What you tells us he had a great desire to play the leading part himself. I don't know. I can see this being a problem. how Ronald Coleman would play it. The preceding... We'll what forgive you if you show? miss the latest I'm Mike Church. I'm being by Tommy. How can this happen? Um, Lady Bellarmine saying, I made an ad advent calendar. <sighs> Sorry. For my children when they were little, I bought a Playmobil set and put one piece of each of the advent Playmobil set in a calendar for them to open. It was kind of cute. And it wasn't terribly expensive. Well, you can make your own, can't you? And it, it's great. It's great fun part of the process. Um, there was a child at the ice rink making up her own advent calendar just the other day. Um, we're getting dubbing over me. Um, Mike's talking over me. Somebody make it stop. Um, oh, gosh. OK, it's fixed now. That's great. It was Tommy's fault. No, you're absolutely right, Maggie. It was Tommy's fault. There we go. Uh, Philip is saying, did Donald Trump instigate the gold toilet theft? Well, well, Philip, all be revealed in court, assuming the judge can keep a straight face. 
um, as well as the jury and the counsel for the prosecution and the counsel for the defence. Can you imagine being the prosecuting barrister in that? Say, oh, my Lord, this is a very serious matter. Yeah, the police have said, you know, someone has stolen a toilet. They've got nothing to go on. Oh, never mind. OK, sorry, I'll just stop right there. I don't, it's just too silly. But it is, in fact, very valuable. If they'd stolen, stolen £4.8 million worth of something else, it would have been an outrage. The fact that it was a toilet is just, is just really funny. Sorry. Um, Dr. Torres is saying, blame it on the Rougarou. Yes, well, I think you can all hear me perfectly now, can't you? There we go. Moving swiftly on, it's that time of year to have a merry and manly Christmas. To take part in the context, context, to take part in the contest and to buy tickets to get the chance to win one of over $5,000 worth of prizes, go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary, but not Schaefer, apparently, given what I was seeing on the chat room earlier. Listen out for the soundbite and call in. It is National Pie Day. Let's keep talking pies. It's one of those days where we try not to think about another really good Catholic idea being wrecked by a uh, a publicity stunt gone wrong and four men are in court or about to go into court charged with stealing a toilet. Okay, it is also the anniversary of the martyrdom of Edmund Campion. So let's remember something good happened today. There we go. Um, oh, gosh, sorry. You're very busy in the chat room. Um, Philip, I've always joked about wanting a solid gold toilet. Well, there you go. I thought it was only Gaddafi who had things like that. But no, in a stately home in Woodstock, Oxfordshire, there was one. Of course, we're not sure what's happened to it. I'm wondering if it was recovered. There we go. Um, Dr. Torres, no interest in a gold commode. Erin Akima saying, every year we get our kids a Lego advent calendar from the previous year. The kids open two a day from December the 25th to 5th of January. 12 days of Christmas and all. Oh, that is nice. Now, that would be a nice tradition to start, wouldn't it? Uh, Maggie is putting tantalising pictures up. New coffee prize package added yesterday. Come on, you want that coffee? I want that coffee. Um, Erin Akima, what about a singing commode? Well, you know, you can't... Sorry, we're really lowering the tone now. I gather you can actually get um, loos that uh, that they light up lights. So it was to encourage little children to learn to use it in, in toilet training. Um, that they actually, yeah, that they actually light up. I, I don't know if this is if there's any truth in this at all, but there we are. That's what I have heard. But star, what is that? That that looks to me like a musical convenience. Gosh, um, Philip is saying whenever the kids complain about wanting X, Y, or Z, my typical response is, "Well, I'd like a solid gold toilet," but that's not happening either. It could happen, Philip. There you are. You now know if you've got a cool four point eight million pounds to spare or $6 million, the gold toilet could be yours. Um, Maggie's saying, sorry, this is, this is I, I actually prefer to be talking about gold toilets than Liam Neeson. This is how bad it is. Maggie's saying, isn't there a gold toilet at Mar-a-Lago, Trump's place in Florida? Oh, please, that's so decadent. 
Erin Akima saying, dang, my kids would love that. The coffee package, that is, not the gold toilet, okay? Oh, there's lots of lovely pictures coming up. I'm guessing, though, that you have to be in the U.S. Um, here we are, grand prize for ladies. You've got books. You've got um, French press will have the Crusade Channel logo etched on it. Um, Maggie, our, our kids would love this coffee package, too. Yeah, I don't think you can get go really wrong with the coffee package somehow. Um, I'm just noticing it is also National Bartender's Day and National Eat a Red Apple Day. Have you ever, okay, when you were a student or whatever, did you ever work as a bartender? Oh, let, let's, let's have some admissions here. I was never a bartender or a barmaid, as they, they called girls at the time. They probably don't call them that anymore. I was a, what is now called a barista, and that I worked behind a counter in a coffee shop. And it was horrible. The, fa the family who ran the place were really lovely. It was a really, really nice, friendly staff at this little cafe. It was the customers you can keep. I also almost wonder whether it would have been better if they maybe didn't open their mouths, just pointed in the direction of the menu and didn't say anything to me before they'd had their coffee. Perhaps that was the problem, really. If, they, if they'd had their coffee, they would have been absolutely sweetness and light. But unfortunately, I had to deal with customers before they'd had it. Um, lots more. Oh, grand prize for men. Wait until you guys see the paracord rosary in the men's package. Yeah, there's a lot of thought has gone into this. Seriously, get your tickets now. You want to win one of these prizes. Anyway, okay. As a, a crusade helmet as the tribead? Okay, that's, I'm just trying to imagine what that would look like. Well, then that's pretty exciting. All right. Moving on. This is a rather, I don't know if this is, this is a sad story, but it's, it's, a, it's a sad story, but it's one that's getting better. Okay, so I think this is a bit more, um, it's, a, it's a bit alarming, but it's not nearly as bad as some of the other things we've been talking about today. There are now, as a result of lockdown, there are children starting school who can't speak. You know, we've talked a lot about the unintended consequences of lockdown. And one of the difficulties that has been noticed is young children who simply cannot communicate properly. Um, and one of the cases that's being looked at is a little girl who's five years old. And she'd always found it difficult to form sounds and words, but because of lockdown, the parents couldn't get any help for her. And they were, they were given sort of advice or trying and playing games with her and things, but they, they were not the possibilities of her getting the speech therapy she needed. So she ended up going to school, not being able to say a single word. Um, she's now speaking fluently, thanks to speech therapy. But it did mean that she started school unable to communicate at all. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how stressful? Okay, I'm seeing the crusade helmet. Excuse me. <coughs> there, it, there it is. There's a close-up. Yes, I couldn't quite work out what it was going to look like. That is really stunning. Yes, um, Denny Sam saying, beautiful rosary. 
Dr. Torres is saying Trump has no gold toilets. I think he bought a property or plane once that had gold colored toilets and it became this thing that blew out of all proportion. Check the interwebs for fact checking. I'm pretty sure that's the story. Okay. Right. Okay. Maybe it's one of those things, is it? It's one of those urban myths that's got a bit out of control. Fair enough. Um, Philip saying it's hard to learn how to make sounds when everyone has their face covered. Well, that's the other thing that's not really being mentioned in this article. Sure, the fact that children could not access resources, I understand, was a major problem. However, it has also been noted that it was very difficult for young children because little children rely a lot on looking at the face in order to understand that's how they communicate. It's not just what they hear. It's actually seeing the expression on an adult's face. It's seeing their mouth moving. And with masks, children just weren't seeing that. And this is really very serious because without speech, all sorts of other things go wrong. Um, if you think about it, children who are nonverbal, because my autistic son took a long time to learn to speak, tend to struggle with their behaviour because they become frustrated. They cannot make themselves understood. So then you have the breakdown in behaviour, the tantrums and things like that. Um, it's very hard for them to progress in class because they can't explain what's going on in their own heads. So this is a very, very crucial skill that a lot of children are missing out on. And currently, um, in England, there are 65,057 children and young people on waiting lists for speech and language therapy. 6,503 in Scotland, 2,319 in Wales, and 4,527 in Northern Ireland. In fact, my son was on a waiting list for so long, for eight months. By the time his name came up for an appointment with a speech therapist. He was talking. It took that long. Um, what's this? King dude, what are you posting? Still the play. Oh, gosh. Fun for the entire Crusader family. Right. Usual suspects game. Is this the, the list of people who have phoned in or signed up for today's prize or something if you haven't signed up why don't you sign up let's make that list a bit longer shall we um, so i feel that certainly lockdown has had a big impact on this i think the lack of stimulation the lack of resources yes faces covered all sorts of issues have created this situation however there are broader problems here that there should not be waiting lists for speech therapy because it's almost being treated as if it's not that serious. If a child has a physical illness, they will quite rightly try to get them through to a specialist fairly quickly. If it's something like this that's behaviour related or to do with development, it takes a lot longer for families to get help. And every day is valuable to a young child. Mike, are you there? Yes, I'm laughing at the usual suspects. Yes, sorry, I didn't mean to sound so impatient then. Are you there, Mike? Hello. <laughs> so the, the, the usual suspects are the ones that I uh, asked you who was going to be the first person to win uh, a prize on Monday. Yeah, it was Schaefer, right? No. 
No, it wasn't. I mean, he wasn't even on the list. Who? Oh. Now, uh, uh, when, when did Schaefer win? Yesterday. Shuffle oh, 13 okay. won yesterday. So the red pieces at the bottom of the board are the people who are off the board. So right. Shaffa 13 can't win anymore. Ashley can't win anymore. We're gonna, we'll fill that question mark in uh, later today with, with who. But the usual suspects and uh, the longtime uh, very vocal and uh, always on-call supporters that are on the list are A.A. Ron, S.E. Iceman, The Bowl, who's laughing about it in the chat room, B.K. from Michigan, Kaiser, Brian K., S., uh, Scott Resnick, and Ammo Matt. I could have extended the list. I just ran out of room on the graphic. Right. Um, by the way, Dr. Torres is saying everyone sounds sickly this week. How's your throat today? Well, can't you tell? I, uh, I'm up about 70%. Yeah. I was the one who was sneezing, so... Oh, I was um, 40% yesterday. Right, but is it? You think you can get through the morning? Have you got? Do you have strepsils in um in the states? What's a a what? Strepsils. Strepsils. Yes, it's a um, uh, it, it's like a sort of throat lo lozenge, sort of <laughs> le lemon and honey kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I just take Ricola. <laughs> Pretty much does the same thing. Yeah. It's really good, though. It can help. Um, it can. Oh, Philip didn't make the cut, by the way. Who didn't make I the already, cut? I already took I... Who didn't make the mm -hmm. cut? Philip. No, he's not a usual suspect. Oh, I see. No, no. How, yeah, how, does, no. how does somebody become a usual suspect, then? Uh, there's no nice way to put it, so I'm just going to leave it to your imagination. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh uh, they're always there. They're always around. They're always uh, more than willing to contribute, even if you don't ask them to. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a diplomatic way of putting it. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. I th you know what? I think I could be a Habsburg that was so diplomatic. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. So uh, we found this uh, uh, wonderful clip of Maggie Can Find It. Uh, it's in Signal. It's in your Signal chat. Just re-click it from the Signal chat. First of all, dude, you're exaggerating. There's a not thousand. a thousand links yes, in there. Second of all, <laughs> if we can find this, I'm going to play this for you. This would be if I uh, was a widower and Ooh. and you were a Catholic priest. And okay, this is a kind of big stretch of the imagination, but carry on. Yes. No, no, it's a very funny. Uh, it's a very uh, a, a funny bit. Oh, wait, hold on. From um, uh, some English comedy show that I, okay. uh, I, I don't know where they got it from. <laughs> as soon as okay. I saw it, I laughed out loud. I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm, I'm chuckling out loud. And uh, Maggie says, what is so funny? And I said, uh, I said, let me just, it's easier for me to send it to you here. than it is to tell you. So here, so now, now remember, okay. we, we have to, we have to role play here. Okay. Okay. Obviously, you're not going to be a priest. But if you were, and I were the widower at a burial site, this is what would happen. Okay. It's about my dad. To who I owe so much. And, excuse me. Yes. But at the risk of sounding pedantic, it's to whom I owe so much. <laughs> who is a subject pronoun? Your father is evidently the object of the sentence. Therefore, one should use the object pronoun, namely whom. Continue. Where to begin? 
There's so many things we all loved about her. There are so many things. True. First, I'd like to stop. Mm, yeah, firstly. What? Firstly, it's more formal, so... I can't believe you're interrupting me. Everyone here is completely disinterested in what you have to say. It's uninterested, disinterested. <laughs> One has to respect the departed, not to mention the English language. More than anything else, I remember my father's sense of humour. Whether he was at work or down the local pub, he would always be holding court, and people would literally laugh their heads off. I doubt it. <laughs> No, I doubt they would literally laugh their heads off. Their heads would have become detached from their bodies. It seems highly unlikely that your father would ever have said anything that funny. Vicar, you and me are going to fall out. No, you and I. Let's not forget that. That's not today. For God's sake, you're putting me off. No, I'm not putting you off. That would end a sentence with a preposition. I'm being off-putting. How dare you do this to me? I am grieving. That's my father down there. Was. In past tense, he's dead. Now you just lay there and think about what you've done! Not lay, lie. You shouldn't do the fact Not lay, lie! <laughs> okay, so everyone is laughing. So it must have been. Okay, so Cam, Maggie and I figured out that the, the man, who's, the actor who's playing the priest, played Robert, uh, the head of the household in Downton Abbey. Oh, is that Hugh Bonneville? Yep. Yes, that's Hugh Bonneville. Okay, oh, yes, that's Hugh Bonneville playing. <laughs> he's so good. That's why the voice sounds so familiar, because you've heard it before. Yeah, he, he's he's really good. Have you seen him in... Um... Who knew he could do comedy like that, though? Well, well have you seen him um, in the Paddington films? Because he's no. really funny. Okay. Yes, he's, he's Mr. Brown. <laughs> and he's absolutely hilarious. He's really a scream. He just he captures that sort of uptight Englishman. It's, it's really, really funny. So if, if you didn't get the visual at the end of the uh, the, the row between the priest and the widow or, or the daughter who's lost her father, uh, she sacks him with her, bur with her purse. Yeah. And she knocks him down. And you lay there and think about it. I just lie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Oh, I also sent right. you another clip uh, the, this morning that you may have seen in Skype from a very uh, famous uh, Spanish author that uh, William F. Buckley interviewed in the 1970s. <coughs> uh, I sent it to you in Skype because I thought you would find it interesting. And he hmm. was saying that um, uh, he, he told Buckley, he said, well, English is the greatest language in the world. And Buckley was kind of astounded because this is a, Spani a Spaniard. And, and mm -hmm. Buckley says, oh, no, you, you surely you must mean Spanish is. And he goes, no, no, English. He says, you know, it's the most, uh, you could do the most with it. You can be the most descriptive. And um, he goes into this explanation. And he starts giving this list of uh, words and terms. And, and Buckley gives him, I guess Buckley knows Spanish. Buckley gives him a response in Spanish. He goes, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not the same thing as being above it all or, or whatever it was that he said mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's, it's just very inter interesting thing because you and I spend a lot of time talking about languages yes absolutely well in fact I'm currently reading a book called A Magnificent Bastard Tongue um, <laughs> I can't I wait wait Torres Dr. Torres mark the day she said bastard mark the day Dr. Torres she said bastard <laughs> well I mean in, in, the, in the sense of um, illegitimacy okay all right <laughs> No, it's uh, I, and I and I uh, I very 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 much appreciate 
that um, that uh, first of all that that clip was funny to people, but things that are funny, especially when you're doing a, in a real life situation or like that, um, they're funny because there there is a kernel of truth in them. Yes, we've all been corrected by someone. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I, we could all resolve uh, before we get to the end of the year. We're at the end of the, uh, the liturgical year now. Before we get to the end, begin a new liturgical year to to speak better and, and maybe we can pray better, <laughs> pray better English and pray better Latin. Um, well, indeed. I think it's something that's worth that's worth always working on. It would be yeah. something that wouldn't divide people. It kind of you always people always we need things to bring us together. Okay, well let's have language classes. Mm. Well, it's, we're going to start sounding like Professor Higgins at, at some point. Well, I don't mean we need to have them all the time. <laughs> Just you know, Why can't the English teach their children how to speak? Yes. From time to time. Um, yes. uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it, if you study, for those of you that have taken up the task, or maybe you know a Romance language, other than mm-hmm. English, maybe you know, uh, so what are they? We're French. Spanish, Italian, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Romanian? Um, Romanian. Romanian. English isn't a Romance language. Okay. Uh, Romanian. If you know one of the uh, the Romance languages, um, think of, uh, is, if you know it well, think... More than anything else, I remember my father's sense of humor. <laughs> Whether he was at work or down the local pub, he would always be holding court. And people would literally laugh their heads off. Mm, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt they would literally laugh their heads off. That their heads would have become detached from their bodies. It seems highly unlikely that your father would ever have said anything that funny. You and me going to fall out. You and I. Let's not forget that. Such as today. For God's sake, you're putting me off. No, I'm not putting you off. That would end the sentence with a preposition. I'm being off-putting. How dare you do this to me? I am grieving. That's my father down there. Was. In past tense, he's dead. <laughs> Today for everybody. Now you just lay there and think about what you've done. Not lay, lie. You think you're the Not lay, lie. <laughs> okay, so everyone is laughing. So it must have been. Okay, so Cam, Maggie and I figured out that the, the man, who's, the actor who's playing the priest, played Robert, uh, the head of the household in Downton Abbey. Oh, is that Hugh Bonneville? Yep. Oh, yes, that's Hugh Bonneville. Okay, oh, yes, that's Hugh Bonneville yeah, playing. <laughs> he's so good. That's why the voice sounds so familiar, because you've heard it before. Yeah, he's he's really good. Have you seen him in... Um... Who knew he could do comedy like that, though? Well, well have you seen him um, in the Paddington films? Because he's no. really funny. Okay. Yes, he's, he's Mr. Brown. <laughs> and he's absolutely hilarious. He's really a scream. He just he captures that sort of uptight Englishman. It's, it's really, really funny. So if, if you didn't get the visual at the end of the uh, the, the row between the priest and the widow or, or the daughter who's lost her father, uh, she sacks him with her, bur- with her purse. Yeah. And she knocks him down. And you lay there and think about it. I just lie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's funny. Oh, I also sent right. you another clip uh, the, this morning that you may have seen in Skype from a very uh, famous uh, Spanish author that uh, William F. Buckley interviewed in the 1970s. Uh, I sent it to you in Skype because I thought you would find it interesting. And he right. was saying that um, uh, he, he told Buckley, he said, well, English is the greatest language in the world. 
And Buckley was kind of astounded because this is a Spani- a Spaniard. And then mm-hmm. Buckley says, "Oh no, you you surely you must mean Spanishes." And he goes, "No, no, English." He says, "You know, it's the most uh, you could do the most with it. You can be the most descriptive." And um, he goes into this explanation, and he starts giving this list of uh, words and terms. And, and Buckley gives him, I guess Buckley knows Spanish. Buckley gives him a response in Spanish. He goes, "No, no, no, no. That's 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 not the same thing as being above it all or, or whatever." it was that he said mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's just very interesting to think as you and I spend a lot of time talking about languages yes absolutely well in fact I'm currently reading a book called Our Magnificent Bastard Tongue um, <laughs> I can't I wait wait Torres Dr. Torres mark the day she said bastard mark the day <laughs> Dr. Torres she said bastard <laughs> well I mean in, in, the, in the sense of um, illegitimacy okay all right <laughs> No, it's uh, I, and I and I uh, I very 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 much appreciate that um, that uh, first of all that that clip was funny to people, but things that are funny, especially when you're doing a, in a real life situation or like that, um, they're funny because there there is a kernel of truth in them. Yes, we've all been corrected by someone. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I, we could all resolve uh, before we get to the end of the year. We're at the end of the, uh, the liturgical year now. Before we get to the end, begin a new liturgical year to, to speak better and, and maybe we can pray better, <laughs> pray better English and pray better Latin. Um, well, I think it's something that's worth that's worth always working on. It would be yeah. something that wouldn't divide people. It kind of you always people are like, we need things to bring us together. Okay, well let's have language classes. Mm. Well, it's, we're going to start sounding like Professor Higgins at, at some point. Well, I don't mean we need to have them all the time. <laughs> Just you know, Why can't the English teach their children how to speak? Yes. From time to time. Um, yes. uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it, if you study, for those of you that have taken up the task, or maybe you know a Romance language, other than mm-hmm. English, maybe you know, uh, so what are they? We're French. Spanish, Italian, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Romanian? Um, Romanian. Romanian. English isn't a Romance language. Okay. Uh, Romanian. If you know one of the uh, the Romance languages, um, think of, uh, if you know it well, think of how it relates to English. Because there's almost always, uh, I can read something in French now. I, I actually could probably read most of a French newspaper. I would need uh, a thesaurus just to, to look certain words up, um, uh, but you know, I'm over 200 words in my Duolingo uh, cat, uh, vocabulary now, um, and I, 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 my, the grammar is starting to come, so I'm starting to see. So I actually, I was translating something that one of, a French prime, uh, one of the French uh, ministers said yesterday on on Twitter. And uh, I think Maggie was impressed because I, as he was speaking, I'm saying, okay, what he said was, and I said, I'm not going to cheat. I said, this is what I think he said. I was about 60% correct. Yeah. It's exciting when that happens. No, it is. Suddenly. It is. Yeah. It's, um, I found, um, particularly if you're learning <laughs> <Yeah>. different types alpha- <laughs> She says she's what? never impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I walk I'm around sorry. the house having French conversations with myself. I am impressed. <laughs> I promise I'm impressed. No, I think learning a different language is difficult. You know, it's a huge challenge. And if you feel like you know, when you make those first steps where you start to realize your understanding, that's really exciting. Oh, you should be very proud of yourself. There we are. Oh, he is. 
No, I ain't. I, <laughs> oh! Kick the sick man when he's down. Oh, the low blows. The, oh. the, the ignominy of it all. That was harsh, Maggie. <laughs> you got to have tough skin in this house. If, if you and I and you and I and uh, uh, Mr. Nash and mm. or Mr. DeMaria and Maggie went to a French restaurant, um, if, if I knew what you wanted to, uh, to order uh, and if I yep. brushed up in advance, I could order for us. Wow, that's great. Yes. I, I could I, I could even get us uh, uh, on uh, 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 a table. Okay. Well, a cut a quatre 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 personnes table per table per quatre personnes un table per quatre personnes. A table? No, no, you were right the first time. Yep. Yes, yes. Um, so if I practice in advance, uh, I, I, I could do it, and I think it's fun. Oh. It's exciting for an old geek like me to, to, to be excited about something every day. One of the things, also, when you're learning a language, people tend to be very supportive when you're trying to speak. You know, we always get very nervous about trying out a new language, but people are usually quite quite friendly about it because, you know, it's it's nice that someone's sharing your language, you know? People are usually quite encouraging. Apart from in Paris, people are very encouraging. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think... I didn't spend any time in Paris, but the time that I spent in Nantes... Well, you were there. You were in Chevalier. Yes. I thought the well, people in South France were wonderful. Yeah, they were lovely. Um, no, it's Parisians. Parisians are notoriously rude. Um, it's, it's one of those, I think it's even a stereotype in the country. Um, but then, you know, maybe Londoners aren't. So I, th I think something about cities, maybe. Um, well, well, just like in, in London proper, when uh, KV gave us our little tour, uh, I wouldn't write any letters home about how wonderful the people of London were, but mm. I would for the, um, oh gosh, what's the name of the little town? Clitheroe. We went to Clitheroe, which is right outside the school where Tolkien sent his, uh, his sons, where it is believed he got the inspiration for the two towers. Because the school has a tower on either end of the of the campus. Ah, okay. I've never been. Yes, right. but the people in Clitheroe and in the, that part near Walsingham uh, were absolutely fabulous. Yeah. No, I think it's always the case. I think, you know, city type, well, what does everyone think? Do uh, um, City types generally are less, less friendly, busier maybe, don't have time for people. I don't know. Well, today uh, is the first day of December. Obviously, we've got a new month. Um, but uh, tomorrow, as Brother Andre was pointing out yesterday, tomorrow, uh, if you were religious after you did your 3 p.m. office, so in between your 3 p.m. office and Vespers tomorrow, uh, would mm -hmm. be the official end of the liturgical year, and the new one would begin. And, of course, the first Sunday of Advent is this coming Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, um, does your family uh, do the St. Andrew Novena? Uh, no, but tell me more. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most uh, pure Virgin Mary in Bethlehem at midnight in piercing cold. In that hour, oh. vouchsafe, I beseech thee, my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires to the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and his most blessed mother. Amen. That's the St. Andrew Novena prayer. There it is right there, Maggie. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Thank you. So thank you, you say, uh, you, you, you could start it today. Um, you say it 15 times. Uh, it'll take about three minutes to do that. And, uh, of course, at the end, you know, you add your intention. 
And uh, they say it's a novena. Of course, novena. Let's talk about language again. How do we get novena? Novum dies. Nine days. Novum dies. Conjugated down in the English to novena. So novum dies. So a novena. But it's not a novena because you actually do it all the way to Christmas Eve. Right. 15 times a day. I've been doing it since uh, since I learned of it in 2014, I think I want to say. 2014 or 2015. I think 2014. So mm-hmm. almost uh, so nine years now. And, uh, of course, we began it in earnest uh, two days ago or, or, or yesterday on the Feast of St. Andrew, who, who whose connection to your uh, beloved UK is something that's worthy of <laughs> of discussion on another show because there are those that say he never went to 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 to, to, to Britain and it's it's it, it's it's probable that he didn't but is and, and there are even those that say his relics never wound up well um, I'm pretty sure that by some means I don't know how that some of uh, the, the relics of St Andrew did wind up and St. Andrews in Scotland, and were under the ancient old uh, high altar there, which, you know, have you been to the the ruins of the the, the cathedral at St. Andrews? I haven't. I've been to St. Andrews, but I was always there giving talks and things, so I never got to stay very long. It's, uh, it, it's one of the saddest things you'll ever do as a Catholic, go to the ruins of St. Andrews. Um, well, this is what I find very upsetting, is all these places, it's, yeah... No, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, it, 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 maybe it helps to kind of put things in perspective, though. Uh, so you go to the ruins of St. Andrews, and um, you see this massive, it is mat, literally, it is a football field long. It is 100 yards long. It's probably 30 yards wide. Um, uh, and all that is left is a few stone columns, and you can see the, you know, the rubble uh, there. And of course, the church was burned down uh, at the start of Henry's Revolt. Um, uh, uh, and who knows what happened? I believe that the legend says, or that the story is, that whoever was the priest there, um, uh, who had sort of an attitude, as the story goes, and told the the new Protestants that the that they needed to stand down. Um, the story goes that he took the relics that were under the altar, and he took them and he hid them away somewhere. I don't know that they've ever been found. Do you? I've never heard that. No. So it's something uh, uh, maybe we could do an investigative report on. In any event, uh, for you and the Nash family, a blessed uh, beginning of Advent on Sunday, and the first Sunday of Advent, and we will uh, look forward to, uh, God willing, if we're both here, seeing you on Monday and talking to you on Monday. And um, uh, Indeed, and I, I have my guest, I have my special guest on, I have um, Sarah joining me again. On Monday? On Monday. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, we shall look forward to seeing you then. Take care and have a wonderful weekend. It's been my absolute pleasure to bring you the early show all the way from Chile, England. Don't forget to write to me at Fiorella at crusadechannel.com and the chat room is open for your commentary at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. I'll now leave you with the King Dude, Mike Church himself. You're listening to the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. (laughs) 